0: Welcome to the Short Funk Podcast, I'm Tom Barbalay, and today, part two of rap. One of the aspects that particularly fascinated me associated with rap music, and this is when I started listening to it in 1990, 1991, was the fact that, with basic technical skills, finely honed, one could produce one's own rap music as well. The ability to take samples, to scratch records, to hone lyrical skills, to mix drum beats, all these kind of things were skills that you could pick up if you wished to invest the time. And for me, it was that technical proficiency to rap music that I also found very fascinating. I performed in musical groups, I worked with various MCs, my primary interest was production and writing, but I did have an interest in the musical form and in producing the musical form, and you will hear bits and pieces of this through Short Funk and some of my other recordings. The technical aspect of rap music for me fascinated me. And it came from listening to Public Enemy and NWA in particular. These two groups used such a diversity of samples and such a different kind of texturing of sound. And truth be told, Public Enemy came well before NWA, and a lot of NWA was actually highly influenced by Public Enemy. In particular, a production group called The Bomb Squad, which were basically a group of 1980s, 1970s and 80s DJs that got together and started looking at the dynamics of sound and how you actually layer sound. And when you listen to a Public Enemy album, particularly one of the probably first three or four Public Enemy albums, it is designed to be actually confronting. It's designed to sound like noise, to sound like harsh noise and confront you as a listener. And this I found fascinating. It immediately eliminated a predominantly female audience and focused on a particular kind of male audience that was interested in message behind noise, which sounds very curious, but actually, if you listen to some of these Public Enemy records, they are acoustically very assaulting. And although, obviously, you've got, you know, heavy metal, death metal, thrash metal, all this other kinds of stuff, which is also based around noise, The tonality and the blending of uh, multi-frequency noise and a variety of other textures were pretty uniquely public enemy at the time, picked up in some regard by NWA, but pretty uniquely public enemy. And I was fascinated by this technically. I was fascinated by taking different samples, taking different loops, playing with this notion that you could create almost a wall of sound, not in any way to be Phil Spector-esque, but that was the idea that what you were doing was actually creating a wall of sound that coherently through some parts musically held together and through other parts were just intentionally confrontational. And this I found fascinating. This ability to mix sound together and create, you know, a gestalt, something more than the sum of the parts, was something that I continued to tinker with through a majority of the 1990s, culminating with my two CD releases, Isle of the Apes and Mind Monkeys and Perfect Beats. I often lament that had things have gone slightly differently, ultimately if I hadn't found the success that I found through the Rushkov article, I would have gone back to Canberra, Australia and put six months into recording another CD. Unfortunately, the Rushkov article was syndicated. I had to return to the US and my musical aspirations associated with producing rap music had to fall by the wayside. I did buy a turntable in the UK. I have a turntable here, which I bought recently. And I will return when time allows, to start experimenting or return to experimenting with sound. In particular now, because software was always a part of my acoustic experimentation. Potentially writing software, at least rapid editing software, that will enable me to produce something slightly more unique than what has been produced currently, and certainly what has been produced historically. I leave myself these little things for the future to provide some sense of hope. But for you, the listeners... I would recommend probably two albums. Although it's a little passé now, particularly because there's a film out, which I haven't yet had the opportunity to see, NWA's Straight Out of Compton was a revolutionary album. It was revolutionary because of the message. It was revolutionary because of the audio. And it was revolutionary because it provided an energy that I don't think has been captured in music. Aside from maybe... And rock groups and punk groups These kind of things But it represented a moment in time For I think anyone who listened to it And it is acoustically jarring And passé in some sense today But I think it's still worth listening Another album, again representing a peak of a group Is Public Enemy's Fear of a Black Planet These two records were actually Really a defining point in my life and they came through my uncle who had purchased both albums and made me tapes of both of the records. Without these two albums, I don't think I would have a similar passion for rap music. But they provided such an interesting blueprint, such an interesting technical challenge. Like, how did they actually assemble this? I still find YouTube clips periodically of DJs trying to put together certain elements of Public Enemy. And when you go on a like who sampled which enables you to put in songs and see the vast quantity of samples that make up each of the songs you start to realize that this is a time that probably never would reoccur one of the things that contemporary rappers do contemporary producers do is that they will hire musicians for extended periods of time to create sampleable music but nothing is quite as organic as the real world of audio in terms of finding real world out there samples as opposed to getting musicians to play music with the hope that you might find a sample. The fact that the Bomb Squad, Public Enemies producers, at least for a few albums, had all been party DJs previously, or had all DJed to large audiences, I think also affected the music dramatically. And that can't be sniffed at. They had a keen sense of the breadth of music. They were well musically learned in terms of the ability to pick out samples and things like this. I will eventually go and see the NWA movie, maybe within the next week, and I'll try to give a review here. Give me an interesting movie to see. I have a number of concerns, I have a number of questions, let's see how they're resolved. The conclusion to the two parts of Rap, I want to present here, Tom Barbele in San Jose, signing out.